0: podcast fresh what is going on everybody welcome back to the podcast fresh cafe this is episode number 61 and uh today's a little different because i am flying solo uh, Chris could not make the show today, so I gave him the night off. No pay though. <laughs> uh, no, he was just dealing with some things this week. He couldn't really make a show. Um, but he did put out the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air show, so check that out for sure. Um, yeah, so we'll see Chris next week. So I'm just going to be talking about some things that are that are going on this week. I feel like this week was kind of busy. Um, so I figured it's better just get it out of the way now. Uh, no mailbag this week. We'll bring that back when Chris is back, but uh, you should still email us at podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com if you want to talk about anything. Ask us questions, all that stuff. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at podcastfresh, Twitter at podcastfreshto, and YouTube and Facebook. Just uh, type in podcastfresh. We'll pop up. All right. Let's talk movies. Uh, We're going to talk about the one thing that I feel like is just, you know, the, the most important thing, at least when it comes to like what we talk about here, James Gunn put out a video basically saying what he's going to be doing, uh, what are his plans, his slate. Um, he basically gave us the first chapter, so instead of Phase 1, it's Chapter 1, of his DCU vision, I guess. Uh, it is titled, it has a good title, it has a complete title, Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters. Now, first things first, projects like uh, The Next Shazam and The Next Aquaman, uh, those are still coming out, along with uh, The Flash, which James Gunn himself said that it was like one of the best superhero movies he's ever seen. But he's also kind of reliant on that movie to to hit a reset button on this whole thing for his project, uh, you know, going forward to make sense. So makes sense why The Flash is a pivotal you know, movie to watch. Uh, you know, even though it's surrounded by controversy, thanks to that dumbass Ezra Miller. But anyways, um, and also just to note the Batman movies, like the, uh, the Robert Pattinson Batman movies and the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movies, those are now branded as DC Elseworld uh, movies. So it's actually kind of nice that those have like their own kind of branding, you know, like it's cool that they're kind of like their own thing and they're making it known that it's their own thing. Uh, they're not part of the main continuity universe whatsoever. So that's cool. I'm actually down with the fact that they did that. Um, way less confusing, I think. Um, so here's the thing. The only project with a release date is Superman Legacy. For, uh, that's slated for July 11th, 2025. And it's going to be written by James Gunn himself. And what it says here, and I'm getting all this from Polygon.com, so shout out to Polygon. We'll follow Kal-El as he reconciles his extraterrestrial origins with his human family and upbringing. Uh, Which, basically, this sounds like a a, a reboot of the Man of Steel movie. Uh, Henry Cavill, though, is not coming back. I'm sure a lot of you know this. It's been, you know, talked about for a while. So, there will be a new Superman. And, honestly, I think I, just as a casual, like, I'm not really a Superman fan at all, to be honest. I know a little bit about him. Uh, But he, he doesn't really appeal to me as a character. But... I will say it is kind of refreshing and, you know, just a nice little I'm down for like a nice little origin story done right. You know, like this sounds like it could be really good seeing him uh, be, uh, you know, Superman and becoming Superman. That could be really cool or at least like getting to grips with his powers. I know there's a really good comic out there about the day he literally became Superman. I forget who wrote that, but I heard that that's really good. So I'd love to see it, honestly. If that's kind of what's going to be portrayed on screen, I'd love to see uh, a live-action take on that. After that, uh, we're going to get The Authority, which is uh, a 1999 comic book series uh, that was published under DC's Wildstorm imprint. Basically, it's a group of seven heroes with very high-concept superpowers. Um, It says here, Jack Hawksmore is physically bonded to cities. Drawing his strength from them, which is just sounds crazy, and you know what? That I'm actually kind of intrigued to see that on the big screen. That's pretty cool. Again, casual DC fan, not sure about the authority, uh, what that is or or who that is, but that sounds pretty exciting. However, I am a hardcore fan of the next project, the new Batman movie, The Brave and the Bold, a Silver Age DC Comics title uh, that basically shows batman and his robin at the time which is his son damian wayne who he of course has with talia al ghul um you know i'm a fan of this story i like to see i'm actually really excited that we're gonna get to see this on screen because you know i love batman and it's cool to see any batman movie i'm a fan of all of them even the bad ones you know so when i get to like when we get blessed with like a new exciting story that we haven't really seen on the screen. Like, yeah, we've seen Robin on the screen before, but like, we've never seen Damian Wayne's Robin and he's a bit of a prick, right? So it's going to be really cool to see that. Um I'm just really, you know, I'm glad that they're going to, they're kind of going this route. It is kind of odd. Like if they're going to reboot this universe, you're going to have a young Superman, but at this point that means you're going to have like a pretty, you know, middle-aged Bruce Wayne, I mean, I don't think it matters, but, you know, something to to consider, I guess, going forward, uh, in terms of how the universe will intertwine with all these characters, but, uh, yeah, I I don't know, I I think this is easily what I'm most excited for, and it's just, I don't know, like, I I just, I'm very happy with with this announcement, because you could reboot Batman and just do another origin story, you know, even though we got one last year with Pattinson's Batman, like, it's just just do this. It's fine. Like I'm, I'm very, it's kind of like when Ben Affleck got casted and he was an older, gruffier, like Bruce Wayne. Like I'm kind of down with that again. So, uh, brave and the bold. I'm really excited for this. Hopefully it's good. Uh, then we got super girl, super girl, women of tomorrow based on Tom, Tom King's award winning comic stories. Presents a Supergirl viewers are not used to seeing. Not sure what that means. But Supergirl, uh, I tried to watch the Netflix show. I wasn't a big fan of it. Um, Or the CW show, but it was on Netflix. Um, You know, again, Supergirl, nah. I'm I'm kind of uh, indifferent to it. But again, if anyone can make me interested in these characters, it's James Gunn. Uh, Then we got Swamp Thing. I've always been interested in Swamp Thing. Like, I I don't know, like, I've always wanted to see what this thing is, (laughs) literally. So I'm always down for a Swamp Thing movie. Uh, this will be cool. I'll check this out. Then we got some new DCU TV shows. And reminder, it's called the DCU now. It's the DC Universe. Um, and I feel like I also got to just talk about it now. James Gunn's vision is basically to have the same actors portray these characters on screen physically, like live action. But they're also going to voice them in... Uh, animated movies, if they're going to be on TV shows, they're going to be on the TV shows. Uh, if there's a video game, they're supposed to voice them. Like that's what James Gunn said. So, which I appreciate. I really like, uh, you know, that kind of consistency. So I'm not going to be, you know, mad at that at all. I think that's a great thing. Um, I don't even think it's been done before because I wonder how. Like, of course, this is another 10 year plan. So I wonder if this 10 year plan will actually, you know, you know, just keep everything cohesive like you know god forbid an actor passes away or whatever like it's gonna shake up the whole thing and those are things out of the control of james gunn and anyone else but you know it's just they have to have some kind of backup plans when it comes to that but this initial plan i'm down with um so the tv shows we're gonna get creature commandos gunn is the writer of this series uh already penned seven episodes in it amanda waller forms another super team out of the monstrous prisoners so that sounds cool if you're a fan of the suicide squad that's kind of what you're getting in a more monstrous form. Then we got the the show Waller, which is Amanda Waller's uh, show, and Viola Davis is gonna be reprising her role as Amanda Waller. And at this point, I don't see why not. Like she is Amanda Waller to me. It's a perfect, it's a perfect casting. Um, so yeah, she's gonna get a show, which is gonna be pretty cool. Then we're gonna get Booster Gold, which is funny. I I heard a bit about this guy. He's like a loser, but then he kind of um. Either goes to the past or the future or something, and he like makes himself likable with like how he's able to, you know, make a a superhero role for himself. I guess it's kind of crazy, but um, I don't know. I'm kind of down to see this portrayal. Why not? Then we got lanterns, uh, the Green Lanterns corp, You know, Hal Jordan and John Stewart are gonna be the main focuses. Uh, Hal jo- Jordan of, co- of course, last time was portrayed on screen by Ryan Reynolds in that shitty Green Lantern movie. Uh, and Jon Stewart was always more my uh, Green Lantern. Like, I liked him in the animated Justice League show. So, I'm glad to see that he's going to be portrayed on screen as well. After that, we got Paradise Lost, which honestly is pretty cool. Set in Themyscira, which is where Wonder Woman's, you know, origin is. And it's going to basically show all that before Wonder Woman, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So, I'm actually kind of down with that. Because Wonder Woman, in recent years, have always, has piqued my interest the most, I, I, I think. So, I'll be down for that. And... um yeah, so that's pretty much all that is going to be for chapter 1. I am down for this. Look, the DC universe has needed this for a while. I haven't been interested in this universe since Batman vs Superman and even then I was pretty lukewarm on it. Just give me uh just give me, you know, a, a nice reboot of this. Do it right this time. Be consistent. Write good stories, make good movies and TV shows and whatever else you want to make. And you got me, you know, I'm on board for this. I trust James Gunn and Peter Safran. I trust their vision. And James Gunn has, you know, shown what he can do over in the MCU. The movies he's made there are phenomenal. He was in charge of like the whole cosmic, uh, part of the MCU, which is, you know, not an easy feat by any means. So if anyone's going to pull this off, it's going to be James Gunn over here. I'm glad he has this opportunity to, uh, to do something, and uh, we'll see how it is, man. I'm I'm really excited for it. Uh, what have I seen recently? I watched a movie called The Fallout. The Fallout stars Jenna Ortega and oh man, I don't know her last name. I forget her last name, but Maddie from Dance Moms, <laughs> she's in it. What started off as a cool premise uh, that I was kind of down to see on screen. Basically, a school shooting happens, and these two girls are in the bathroom pretty much, you know, cowering in fear, pleading that everything goes okay, and that they're not found, and then basically what it is, is the aftermath of how Jenna Ortega's character deals with it, along with Maddie, but Jenna is the main character, um, I thought, I thought it was just okay, I I honestly believe, like, the the shooting part happens right at the beginning of the movie, and the whole movie is kind of like how these characters deal with it, but I feel like that's fine. Like, that that is some real life shit for sure. But I feel like as a movie, it doesn't really translate that well. Like, there was never, like, a conclusive arc to this or anything. Like, it's just trauma, and this trauma is going to continue, right? Like, so. I don't know. I feel like if the shooting had happened in the second act of the movie, or in the halfway point, or the maybe three quarters of the way, or something, like. I don't know. I just feel like it happened too early, and. you hit your highs way too early with the movie. So, we'll we'll see. I don't know. I thought it was okay. Give it a watch. I don't say... I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. I think it's it's passable. But, I don't know. I was expecting a bit better. And, uh, Godfather Part 3. I could finally talk about this for a little bit. Being a massive fan of the Part 1 and the Part 2, just like everyone else's, these movies are classics to the T. You know, Al Pacino is one of my favorite actors of all time. So, to see this one... It was a nice little cap-off for the trilogy for me to um, just see, like, you know, how this thing ends. Because after the first two, I mean, I binge-watched the first two, but then I took a while to get to the third one. Um, it's funny, though. I had talked about uh, about this movie with Chris, uh, one of our, I don't know, I, I, we chilled together at some point. And he said to me, what did you think of the last scene where he died? And I'm like, but he didn't die. And he's like, yes, he does. And I'm like, no, I don't think he does. I know the daughter dies and all that. It was spoilers, of course. <laughs> um, he's like, no, man, he dies. I'm like, what are you talking about? So then I went on YouTube, did some research. So what I saw was the new version of Godfather Part 3, uh, Coda, the death of Michael Corleone. Even though it's called the death of Michael Corleone, uh, Frank Cap- uh, Francis Capilla, Ford Capilla, whatever his name is, he took out um, the death scene of Michael Corleone. So he, even though it's called that, he took out the death scene so we don't see him die. Uh, he's like just sitting in the chair as an old older man and the movie fades to black. However, the original release of this movie, he's sitting in the chair and dies. So it's like that well, that really threw me for a loop when he asked me that. And I didn't we didn't really talk about it much. I was just like kind of indifferent to it. Like I was just saying, like, no man, I, he doesn't die. And we kinda ended it there. But then when I did my own research, I'm like, he actually dies. But now I'm asking, like, what is the official, you know, ending of this movie? <laughs> Does he die or not? I mean the director literally did two takes on it. Uh I would love an answer. And I'm sure there is one, but uh I haven't dug deep enough for that. Um if we want to get a little more like a little more, um, you know, reading between the lines. Maybe he supposedly died when his daughter died because that last scene. Man, the movie's kind of a mess, right? Like the movie has some cool parts, but overall, compared to the first two movies, this movie is very, very low par con- compared to them. But the last movie will, will will grip you and it will make you shed a damn tear if you've been following. He gets uh, his daughter gets shot he lets out a like that a scream that you can't hear because the music's going and it's like you know silent and to me it signifies more than than that it signifies like all the crap that he's done to people and that have been done to him you know ordering the death of his brother losing his other brother uh you know, all the crap he's done. It's like the devil literally came to collect with some interest. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, look, motherfucker, like, this is... You're going to feel this shit now. And it's its even more impactful because it comes at a time where he's kind of trying to go legit in a way. Trying to make all this shit kind of not be so crazy. Um, but, I don't know. When you ask me, like, do I like the ending where he dies more or not? I think I like the ending that he doesn't die because... Michael Corleone is n- is not a good person, right? So even it's kind of like the Tony Soprano situation. You you vote for the anti-hero. So it's like uh he he him forced to be alive at the end of the the Coda remake or remaster or whatever it is. It's like what's easier? Death or living with all that? I'm sure death is way easier. So you know the fact that he has to live with all his demons and sins and the death of his daughter the death of of his brothers one of which who he got killed like i yeah man i i think it's a fitting end to for him to stay alive and just you know weather out as an old guy like it just it is what it is he he did some shitty things in his life and that is an appropriate ending i think i think death was too easy for a guy like that right but, um, Godfather part three, if I had to give it a, a score out of 10, maybe I'd give it a six, six out of 10. It's just okay. You know, I'd give the other ones a nine and an eight or a 10 or something if I really thought about it, but this one's not getting near those scores. Um, it just wasn't the same, you know, it came too late and I would argue it probably wasn't even needed. So that's that Godfather part three. All right. Let's talk about game flow video games. Let's talk about the video games. Um, man, so crazy shit has uh, hit the, the scene, although not surprising. But we'll start with the less crazy crap and then move our way up. How about that? Sound good? Sound good. Naughty Dog has pretty much confirmed, at least the uh, co-president Neil Druckmann has confirmed, that the studio is quote-unquote done with the Uncharted series and is quote-unquote moving on from it. Uh, they did an interview with BuzzFeed and thank you for GamesRadar, I'm getting this from them Druckmann discussed the future of Naughty Dog and reflected on its previous successes after talking about the upcoming Last of Us multiplayer game and the potential for a third installment of the series, the developer mentioned that the studio's other big series Uncharted, for us Uncharted was insanely successful, Uncharted 4 was one of our best selling games and we were able to put our final brushstroke on that story and say that we're done, we're moving on which is a pretty definitive way of saying there's currently no plans to make any other Uncharted games. That has come from GamesRadar. Um, look, Naughty Dog as a, a studio has... I think it's appropriate, man. I, I feel like they've just evolved from that. Um, the Last of Us is a very... a much more mature, darker, you know, series. Way more for adults. And Naughty Dog... or uh, Sorry, Uncharted is a lot more fun. You know, if you ask me what I'd rather play, I'm always more into the fun stuff, Uncharted has always piqued my interest, I played the first one last year, liked it, Uh, I will be playing the second one at some point this year, I started it, but I didn't get to finish it, Uh, but I liked what I played, so to me, Uncharted is more appealing, that's just to me, The Last of Us right now has all the rage, The Last of Us has a TV show, it's got sequels, it's got a multiplayer game coming out, it's all the rage, everyone likes it, you know, even the, the people that didn't play the video games, this TV show, We'll make them like this series, and they might go play the video games. So, you know, business is business. Let's get it straight. Like, they know what they have on their hands, and if they can just kind of be done with Uncharted and gravitate to The Last of Us, I mean, you know, then do so. I feel like um, the only thing I'll say is if they're smart enough and, you know, they, I, it's cool that they're proud to say that they are done with the Uncharted series because they literally feel like they told a really good story and they put a cap on it and they can move on from it. I hope The Last of Us gets that too eventually, and uh, they they make a new IP or, or move on to something completely different, right? I I think this is a really good developer that has a lot on its uh, a lot of creativity on its team, and you know I wouldn't want it to be just spoiled into The Last of Us for the rest of its life. So you know it's okay that they're done with Uncharted. I feel like they've done with the, you know they're due and eventually i hope they'll be done with the last of us and uh we'll see where the future goes for naughty dog man i'm you know it's a really interesting studio it's very it's just a promising developer like there's they don't they don't miss they just don't miss so it's really cool um we'll see what happens with uh, uncharted if they do continue or not maybe this is all smoke who the hell knows <laughs> um all right and more uh crazy news e3 Let's talk E3. Man, E3 basically uh, took a huge blow just now, a couple days ago. Um, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony will not be attending in any way, shape, or form. Uh, This is kind of crazy. So, Sony hasn't attended E3 in a while. So, it's fair to expect them not to, you know, come back. But the fact that Microsoft and Nintendo are now dropping out of it um is kind of nuts? I mean it's called E3 for a reason it's because you have the big three without the big three, what do you really have? I'm not throwing shade at like the third party companies like Capcom can still deliver a great presentation Square Enix can do the same uh you know Ubisoft can do that whatever like there's still third party stuff to go around and and I doubt I don't doubt that E3 will still have like a uh, some standout like there's gonna be something cool announced there. It's gonna be cool. But, without Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft there, it's like, it's just, something is missing. Like, it's like a huge, gaping hole. If it was already pretty bad when Sony wasn't there, now imagine when none of them are there. Like, now it's like, what is going on? What is even the point of this, at this point? I hate to say it, but it's true. Like, Nintendo was always like, like, especially Nintendo, would just have, like, a lot of the show floor dedicated to them, like, I remember when Breath of the Wild was coming out, they had, like, all this Breath of the Wild, like, settings and, like, trees and all this crap, like, a bunch of characters were, were made, Like that, like, it was a legit, living breathing Breath of the Wild world in there and now it's like nothing, like, what do you do with E3, man? I don't know, I think the end of E3 is coming very fast, I don't know if E3 will be around next year, I don't even know if they're gonna pull the trigger on it this year like, maybe they're gonna cancel it, who the hell knows at this point, but, you know, it might be too late to cancel, maybe they just have to kind of go with the flow, but next year, I don't foresee E3 coming back, and, you know, it kind of sucks, because it's something that, you know, I've been conditioned to just be excited for, like, you know, three, four days of video game stuff is so cool, but, you know, I don't know, man, what does it mean for E3, I just feel like they're done, I feel like, uh, they can't rely on third-party stuff because third-party stuff doesn't sell as big as, you know, the first-party stuff for any company. So, I don't know, man. We'll see. I could be wrong, but E3 without the big three is just not my cup of tea. Now I'm not trying to rhyme, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just is what it is. I just don't think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's losing its appeal very fast, for sure. Um, we'll see what happens with E3, but, you know, it's not looking good, man. It's not looking too great. All right, and just to cap off the game flow, there are rumors of a Nintendo Direct happening this week. Uh, of course, there are. There's always some kind of rumors with Nintendo Directs. I thought it'd be fun to give some predictions of things that I think will happen and things, uh, you know, that I, I'm i hopeful for. I'll, I'll give, like, a big, grand, crazy guess. That probably won't happen. Um, there is, like, this... Uh, a, there's confirmation in the background that this is happening this week so I feel like it's pretty imminent um so we'll talk about it the first thing I want to see and I think we will see Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom gameplay I think it's time to finally show us what the hell is happening in this game show us gameplay like proper gameplay show us you know a little bit of the exploration show us why this is different than Breath of the Wild um, show us a bit more of the story, show us something, like, I just, they've been so quiet with this game, which I kind of like, because nowadays, everything gets effing spoiled so fast, but, like, with this, it's like, okay, like, give me a little bit, like, we're, we're literally a hundred days away from release, less than a hundred days, uh, it comes out in May, it is currently January, or no, February, and we don't know what it is, even, I really don't know what it is, (laughs) so, um, I would love to see a gameplay video or trailer of some sort. Just talk about it a little bit. Uh, this could end up being a Tears of the Kingdom direct. This might be the push that the game is going to get. So we don't even know if this is a general direct or just a Tears of the Kingdom focused direct. So that is a possibility uh, to which I don't want it to be a Tears of the Kingdom direct because then they're going to show too much. You know, I'm always way more excited to go into a game blind than I am knowing a bunch of crap. That didn't hinder my Breath of the Wild uh, experience, but that game was so different and like you know genre-defying that it didn't matter how much you knew, because when you experienced it, it was a whole other level of satisfaction, right? With this one, I can't help but think it's going to be more of the same, so it is what it is. Tears of the Kingdom, though, I guarantee will, will be shown. Uh, number two, I think Advance Wars is finally coming out. I think Advance Wars is going to get shadow dropped. This is the word. But I do think it's going to get shadow dropped because, uh, for one, there was like a retail leak that I'm not sure if that's true or not, but there was a retail leak. And two, uh, Nintendo had updated their their, uh, some kind of data or something within the Switch that basically uh, is setting up an eShop drop, and Advance Wars seems to be the culprit. So... I think it's going to happen, and I think it's going to be a shadow drop, because Nintendo's going to be like, look, here it is, like, fuck, like, we took too long with this shit, but, you know, it is what it is, real world events kept it from happening, I think it's totally understandable, however, I do think it is coming out a little too late, but, you know, regardless, as long as it comes out, I think people will be happy, I will not be checking this out, because I'm, te- I don't think I'm a- I'd am be a fan of this, ah, who knows, if I get to try it for free, maybe I'd buy it if I like it, but, um, for now, I'm, I'm cool, But yeah, Advance Wars, man. For those of you that grew up with this around the uh, GBA era, you guys are going to be eating good and be happy. Um, I think we're going to get a Nintendo 64 online update. They've been pretty quiet, you know? And I know uh, GoldenEye just released, and, you know, it's a very... (laughs) Not everyone's too happy about the way that came out. But, uh, you know, it is out. But I feel like they've been quiet up until now with that GoldenEye drop. I feel like now, maybe give us a plan of what's coming out next month. Or, like, give us a roadmap or something, please. Maybe even introduce more Super Nintendo and NES games. You know, don't totally forget about those people that only pay the, the, the base tier. How about you give more games to those systems? That'd be great. And why don't you be nice and just introduce a new system. Give me the Game Boy Advance. No, that's not going to happen. But I do think the N64 will get like some kind of update, information update, I don't know, something. I think it'll get something. And my final, uh, I think, Surefire thing, I think we're going to get a trailer for the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters. I feel like, even though that got announced, that was pretty low-key to do it. I feel like Nintendo might want to showcase this and just you know advertise the shit out of it because it is a Switch exclusive, I believe, along with PC. So or is it PlayStation? I'm not sure, but I know for sure it's a Switch exclusive, uh, a Switch release, <laughs> not exclusive. Um, so I feel like Nintendo could definitely flex and just be like, "Look, look what's coming out: the Final Fantasy P- Pixel Remasters, my boy. Ryan can finally play Final Fantasy VI on the go. Goddamn. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited for that. That's something a day one for me. Uh, damn, I just wish they would do a physical copy, man. I I wish that was a thing, not a limited thing like Square Enix did on their stupid store for the funders. Uh, all right, my two crazy guesses that I honestly don't know why. Like, I just think it's, I don't know. If I see it, I'll flip out, but I won't be too, like, surprised. F-Zero GX. There's been a lot of talk about F-Zero lately, and I feel like an F-Zero GX port would be perfect, because the N- Nintendo could gauge interest on F-Zero like that. If the game does well, you guys can move on and make another F-Zero, a new F-Zero for the Switch. That would be fantastic. If it doesn't do good, then the fans cannot get upset that a new F-Zero doesn't come out. I mean, I'll be upset regardless, because I love F-Zero, but... Money talks. So if F Zero GX comes out, guys, for the love of God, support it. Buy the game because we saw what happened with Star Fox Zero back on the Wii U. We did not support it and we haven't seen Star Fox since. So there's that. And then uh, another crazy guess that I'll make, but it's not too crazy because it's been rumored for a while, but the Metroid Prime remaster, I think that'll come out. I think the Metroid Prime remaster, uh, I've heard it, it's the word is it's done and Nintendo's just kind of sitting on it. So I think. Once they're more ready or close to ready to talk about Metroid Prime 4, I feel like that's when we'll start seeing this thing. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not too sold on the fact that it's coming out this year or even being shown this year. Uh, but if we see Metroid Prime Remaster this year, it could be an indication that next year we'll get Prime 4 for sure. All right, guys. That was the Game Flow section. What am I playing? Uh, so... I just finished Live Alive, man. Live Alive was fantastic. I loved it, man. I did not think I'd like it as much as I did. Um, You know, I love the fact that when I finished the base chapters, the eight chapters, another one opened, and then I did that one, and then another one opened, uh, which was the last one, which was crazy. Um, Man, I loved it. I honestly think, like, this is probably, out of all the uh, HD 2D remastered, uh, or just game, new games in that style. You know what I'm trying to say? Like your octopaths and stuff, your triangle strategies out of all of them. Live alive is my favorite. I think live alive is the best one. The acting, the voice acting in it is fantastic. The music is amazing. The gameplay is so fun. Uh, I just have nothing bad to say. And they really surprised me. You can tell this game came out in the nineties because they say some shit in there. That's like, okay, uh, I don't know how that would pass today, but um, regardless, I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. I might do another playthrough of this thing. Uh, man. And I'm thinking of doing a Game Flow episode of where I rank the chapters. I think, I think I'm going to do that from uh, you know, my least favorite to favorite. Uh, but they were all so damn good. I will say my least favorite, though, right off the bat was the prehistoric time period. I feel like that one was kind of meh. But you are supposed to do that one first, I found out. Um, kind of sets you up for, the, for the, the rest of the chapters. But whatever. I did it like the third or fourth chapter, so... But it's fine, and I'm also playing Stray on the PS5, and wow, that is also a beautiful game, man. I, I'm really enjoying my time with it. It's a short game, so I only, I've only sat down with it once. I'm probably gonna beat it in the next sitting. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it, man. The, the atmosphere is fantastic. The whole cyberpunk aesthetic to it is really cool, uh, and just you know, it's a really cool concept that like humans are gone, and these robots are kind of trying to continue what the humans were doing. And they there's just this cat that's roaming around. They're just like, how the hell is this possible? Like, how did you survive like the plague? Pretty much. Um, so it is a really cool game, though. I really like it. Uh, I wish there was more of it because I know it's gonna be over soon. It's not the longest game, but man, I really really dig it. Uh, Stray, man, I'm very surprised with how much that turned out because I remember back in the back in the 2020 or tw- whenever 2021 when this game got announced, I wasn't really looking forward to it. I didn't really care for it at all. Um... But, you know, I gave it a chance and here it is. It blew me away. Or it's blowing me away. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have a great time until the end. Uh, no, but Stray's really good. All right, guys. That is going to wrap it up for the podcast Fresh Cafe. This was episode number 61. Thank you for downloading this one. Uh, we have other shows. We review The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, two episodes a week or bi-weekly at this point. Um, I think we're on... I don't know what episode, Ron, but we're on season five, so check that out. Uh, we always got some stuff coming out there. I have the Game Flow podcast, which a new episode will drop uh, this Wednesday about uh, my top 10 N 64 games that I want to see on the Switch. Uh, that's going to be coming out on Wednesday. Check that out. And uh, Chris will have his last wrestling podcast debuting soon. Um, you know, it's just a matter of uh, wh- uh, when, not if, you know. And, uh, yeah, guys, hopefully Chris will be back next week because, you know, this was a half hour podcast as opposed to like our one hour one hour and a half podcast, which is way more interesting. But I just thought I would do the job and, uh, you know, put out the news this week. So thank you for listening to my voice. Everybody have a great weekend, great week, whatever, whenever you listen to this. Good night. Take care. podcast fresh.